What's going on, everybody? It's B Tech. It's episode 65 or 64, give or take. Oh, might be five, actually. 65. You know what? What This is what happens when you correct me. Just let me be wrong and then we'll fix it in the edit. But also, give or take one. Give or, give or take <laughs> yeah. one, yeah. I think I uploaded last week's episode as number 63. And when I looked at it, there was like 63 and 63. And that's the second week in a row I've done that. I've labeled the episode as the you same. You know, like, I like letting you be in charge of the admin because it means I don't have to. But your severe dyslexia affects so much of the... Oh, I shouldn't be in charge of any of this. Yeah. What kind of dyslexia you got? I don't know. The main one. The main one. Because you know what I ask? Because I've got sequential dyslexia. So it's like sequences and like numbers and, you know, it sounds like that might... Are you drinking milk, bro? I do love a bit of... (laughs) I guess today is Michelle (laughs) Deshaun, who is furious. And yeah, I love love a bit of milk. Yeah, in stuff. In stuff. I just know it's just like, you know, like a just a grown man just... It's a hot day as well. You're like, you know what? Do you I'm going to get a carton of milk. I have a theory. If it's milk in a in like a glass, that's yeah. creepy. Oh, is yeah, it? Milk out of a carton. Not creepy. It's just like, you know. You really hold on to your childhood, innit, Michael? As we all should. You really hold on to like, you really got to like seven and then went, nope, I don't need to do any more growing. Yeah. I used to drink milk with my uh, my nun. Me Whoa. And, uh, oh. Oh. As in Sister. As in a yeah, nun. like a nun, yeah. Nun, yeah. I oh. went to one of those type of schools and me and her would just drink milk and we'd play cards. Because <laughs> so none of the other kids wanted to hang out with you. Partly that, <laughs> partly that. But me and her That's good. what it sounds like, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? It's like, it is. come on, man. Do you know what? That's so funny because you know like at primary school where you think you've got a special connection with a dinner lady and it's like, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> it's you're not walking around the playground with the dinner lady just like, my buddy. And she's just like, oh, fuck's sake. You know, man. she goes home and goes to people, my little friend Michael. <laughs> <laughs> my little, oh, he's a sweetheart. You got friend zoned by a nun, bro. I wasn't trying to fuck her. No, I know, but you still got you got friend zone. She, she wasn't you trying in. to fuck me. It was just a Catholic school. You don't know. Yeah. No, nuns don't. Uh... I love I love that she just like saw you lonely for a few times and was like, look, I'm gonna teach you how to play blackjack, yeah. Michael. You, do you know the rules? But I wasn't I wasn't a lonely kid. I was uh, an aloof kid. Is that what we're calling it? It was aloof. I I was comfortable on my own mm. from young. And then other people mistook that for loneliness. So I was like, ah, you can be around if you want to be around. You're one of the, you, you do you do weird things. Oh, I'm sorry to put you in it about one night when we did MDMA. Okay, yeah. But you you Michael took like the MDMA and yeah. just was like, all right, I'll see you all later. We were like, what are you doing? And he was like, well, I'm just gonna go get the bus home. <laughs> and we were like, you're not gonna hang out. <laughs> no, but it's for me. Dude. Did you did you feel overstimulated? Nah. He kicked in. He took it and then was oh. like, I'm going. Bye. Because the best part is going to be for me. Hanging out with your nun, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, your nun. My imaginary nun. Uh, but you know, I think I think like you can't judge someone for doing weird stuff on drugs because that's the whole point. But it? the drugs hadn't kicked in. There was no like, I, I would understand if it was getting a bit much and he just wanted to go yeah. home. It was literally like, took it and went, all right, cool. So you all like, like there was no... MD takes like an hour to kick in. But yeah. like big groups in general, just generally not for me. Mm. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dip. And I said bye. I'm not, I, I do a lot of the Irish goodbye. What did you do when you went home? He stayed out. We, we forced his arm. He did make me, he forced me to stay out. Bye. Oh, so he tried to leave. You was like, no. Yeah. Elliot's one of those people who won't let you leave, which is why I do the Irish goodbye. Okay. Yeah, I, I hold on to a night out for a bit too long. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm better at it now. I, Irish goodbye a little what, bit now. What are we talking? Daylight? 
Used to be, yeah. I haven't done that in a while. Last time I did that, I went to Vegas and I didn't sleep for the first two days and then fucked the rest of the holiday. And then um, now, like since then, I haven't been out like that at all. But now, as I get older, I'm more, I don't want to, I don't want to sit around some lad's flat at eight in the morning talking shit. Do you know white people love a warm Carlsberg? And I just don't <laughs> Uh, I hate, I hate, <laughs> I hate uh, ice cold beer, but the fucking about something about warm Carlsberg, just white people just love a like a like a, it'll be like a cider, and I know it's hot. It'll be like a hot cider, or warm Carlsberg, and they just sit around and drink it. Some of them are most all right, milk out of a car. <laughs> it's fucking. What sad. I like is a nice carton of milk. milk. <laughs> yeah. Some of my most depressed times has just been with a group of white people in a pub, and they're just talking about just talking. And I'm just having an existential crisis. Like, what is the purpose of, of life? You know, you, no. All right, fair enough. Um. Well, yeah and no. Do you know what I mean? I've definitely done my like fair share of partying. Yeah. So uh, I feel like I've sort of, you know. Where you at with the? What's your? Where you at with the partying now? Where am I at now? Like, I don't have the brain uh, balance mm. to throw the dice. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I don't. There would have to be a big sense of occasion. Right. right. Like, there would have to be, like, a wedding or a Wednesday. No, I don't know. <laughs> it would have to be, like, you know, there'd have to be a big sense of occasion. Because yeah. now it just sort of, like, I've done, I did it so much, especially in my 20s. Yeah. I've parted my arse off. And also, I think, like, I've definitely had the best night ever multiple times. Yeah. So I can, if everyone's going out and they're like, oh, it's going to get mental, I'm like, I I've done it. I've, yeah. I've, I've done it. Whatever's going to happen... Here in in Vauxhall at eleven o'clock, yeah. I think I've topped it somewhere else. But you you were a model, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So model partying, I bet, is way better than comedian partying. You're damn fucking right. Like, mate. If people you know are, I mean? people are making money, yeah. Like, nobody sat around. Nobody sat around going, "Why not I on live at the Apollo?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no. like it's all, it's all, but it might be like, "Why am I not on Versace?" You know what I mean? Like, it pretty much is that kind yeah. of chat. But I mean, I but but also just when you're younger, in it, it's not even necessarily that. I didn't start stand up until I was 30. So I guess in my 20s, you're in your 20s. Everything's mm. more fun in your 20s. Do you know what I mean? But so. what I would say about you two, you look like two people. You've lived. Right. Wow, that feels like yeah, a good yeah, yeah, Don't that feel like a cuss? But, but, but like, You've lived, you know? <laughs> what did I say about Past you two, ten. yeah? You um, two have lived. Is that for me? Because I'm still, I'm only 26. Yeah, but <laughs> so you, my, my lived is like, how haggard do I look, bro? You, you burnt the midnight oil a few times. Bro, I was buying cigarettes earlier and uh, the woman in the shop like went to ID me and looked at me and went, no, <laughs> <laughs> I just had to stand there. I was like, "Yeah, I've lived a life." Because <laughs> when I first started comedy, I looked young. When I was actually, I, I looked like a baby. Like my first press shots, I looked young. Yeah, and now I, it's all caught up to me. Yeah, you look like a horse on its like seventh grandstand. <laughs> just one of the experiences. Wow, two years away up. from getting shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow, going to the glue factory, bro. turned into bolognese. Um, but no, you both have like lived. Like a lot, and I feel like that's one thing I haven't. I probably held back a lot on like going out, staying the night out. You know. Yeah, I'm but it sounds like you don't want to though. Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest with you. When I've looked back at my like partying years, I kind of realised part of the reason why I used to do loads of coke and fucking pills and whatever is because I didn't actually like going out. I actually found it overstimulating. Right, right, right. I, I used to be a big stoner mm. and then when i started going out clubbing there was like such pressure to like oh you're in your 20s this is going to be the best years of your life and when, when i started clubbing i was like 
I'd rather be at home yeah. smoking weed. And But everyone was like, this is the best. And then I was like, okay. And then I started doing coke and pills and I was like, actually, this is all right. It's all right. It's good, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it is. From a couple so, extras. Yeah, so, yeah. so I think you're just like, you're just being yourself, mm. I think you know? I think pills is like the best thing ever, but it, the problem is, is to come down so bad on it that mm -hmm. it just stops. You can't do pills. Like, like coke is at least... Coke will keep you going for a night. There's yeah. that point. But pills, when you come down off pills, it's... It stays later, man, and it catches brutal. you by surprise. Like, you'll, you'll, you'll be all right Sunday. If you take pills on a Saturday night, you'll wake up on Sunday and you'll be like, you know what? Still got it. seize the day, bruv. A yeah, little yeah. bit of ego coursing around your system. And then, like, Wednesday, you'll be, like, looking for your keys to put in the door and you'll just burst into tears. <laughs> you'll just be like, what is I, going on? I did a, a festival one time. It was Latitude. I took... I, I took pills one night and then the next day I was sat watching Comedians Cinema Improv Club do Toy Story and when they were doing yeah they were doing Toy Story and when Buzz and Woody got separated I cried <laughs> at a Comedian Improv Show because yeah. I was coming down so hard yeah. I started crying and Daniel Swiss was like are you alright? and I'm like no 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 just the pills in it like, you know, it's not even that good improv. You don't know, though. You don't know. It might have been, actually. Like, it got to me. You reckon it's good on a sort of, like, um, you know, like, people microdose and, and things like that in terms of actually, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A transcendental sort of level doing that sort of I'm thing. I'm not sure a microdose will get you on a transcendental level, but it might give you some sort of, like, um, I guess, like, it might balance out like the equilibrium in your in your brain rather than mm. taking antidepressants or stuff. I mean, there's all of this research that's like coming back around again where mm. like, you know, the medical world are like, there's actually a really good case for using psychedelics and yeah. even like small doses of ketamine, which mm. <laughs> no thanks. But mm. you, you know what I mean? That, that's the one you wouldn't touch? Oh, I've done it but <laughs> by, by a mistake. Really? Like, yeah. Every, well, I think anyone who's done coke has, has at some point sniffed a massive line and then gone. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, I, so what now? I, Is it? Oh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna lie on the floor for the next three hours. Bye bye. I I, had a, I was with uh, some mates on a night out one time, and I had a baggy, did a little cue with my cat, and one of my mates was like, "Oh yeah, go on." So I gave him a bit and gave my other mate a bit, and one of them was like, "Oh, a bit bit stingy there." I went, "Oh, I didn't know you fucked with cat like that." And he went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that his night was, uh, both of them nights were fucked. They, they were just, no, they were just a state that they'd never got in before, but they'd been doing coke as well. So they're in that cokey, like talk over everyone, but kept like being drunk. So they're like slurring, they're just talking over. Everyone was like, they're fucking gone. Yeah. Um, but I haven't done anything like that kind of level of fucked. I haven't done for you. I, I was kind of like you were saying, like, I think in my early not my early teens, so in my late teens when I was in comedy and stuff and going out was this big cool thing to do after shows and because I, I was in my teens. Like I remember one night I went out to this party, I thought MDMA and acid, went to the, stayed up to like nine in the morning, got a train to Leicester the next day, did a show in Leicester and then hung out with all these comics and stayed up drinking all night with them. Yeah. And then I, d I just went home and I was fine. Like, I, yeah. but now yeah. I couldn't do you any know why? of that. You know why? Because you used up all your credits that night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens. Like, in, in your head, you're like, oh, it's fine, man. And then, like, you know, you get to, like, for you now, you're being, like, your late 20s just going, I don't know why I, f I feel kind of depressed, man. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. You, you know that night you had in Leicester? Yeah, that's it. But that's comedian level who party. I bet model parties were fucking wicked. 
I mean, in terms of like, to be honest, the company in comedy parties is probably better. By the time I started comedy, I weren't partying like mm. that. But um, when I was when I was modeling, yeah, because you're just like you fit. Everyone's giving you free drugs. Do you know mm. what I mean? No one expects yeah. you to talk to them. They're just happy for you to be there. You're like, this is great. Yeah. I don't even need to engage in this. Do you know what I mean? And like, you've all, everyone's got their own money. Everyone's fit. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's well, a few like, creepy guys hanging around, but you know what I mean. Whereas like the other accommodates the other way around, no one's fit and everyone's creepy. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like <laughs> everyone's just like, you know what I mean? It's just so fucking going out with comedians is depressing. Right. When what would you mean? No, I've had, I've had good times with comics, man. I love hanging out with comics. I, l- I like hanging out in green rooms with comics. Yeah, in green rooms, I love sitting and having a drink in. I think going from green room to night out i i choose the comedians i go on nights out with right i've got a good group of friends who i'll go out with i've got friends in london who i'll go out with i don't i don't have any time for moaning about why i'm not on something <laughs> do you know what i mean right. like i i don't have like that uh, I, w- I used to be like that i used to be very like in terms of like tv shows and tv gigs all of this stuff whereas now i'm like that's the way the fucking industry is i've got things some people want that i don't know that i want that they're jealous like that's just the way life is there's never going to be a level that i've reached to where it's enough because it's all filling a void Mm. so i i want to i want to get to the point where i can go hey all these monies cars and all of this stuff <laughs> is nothing. I want to get. I want to be that guy. That's but me. I want to get there. <laughs> I, I don't want to be sat there. I want to be. I still live at my dad's. I can't do it now. I go. Hey, I've seen into the future. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> like, I, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Well, what brought you into comedy at thirty? Um, I. Do you know what? I kind of. So I did a like TV presenting job, right? It was with like George Lamb and Abby Clancy, and I got it free modelling. It was like a show about fashion. It was dead it's on like itv4 or something and uh they used to have i kind of always wanted to do comedy but I, there wasn't really any motivation because yeah. i was making money do you know what i mean i mm. feel like you need a bit of like resistance to want to you know get into comedy because you know it's potentially going to be humiliating right so um i was doing this uh presenting show and there'd be like a warm-up to come and warm up the audience beforehand and i was like cocky yeah. i was like i could do that Literally dickhead moves. Really? Literally, I was like, I could do that. Do you know what I mean? And then it took me a few years. That was in my late 20s. Then it took me a few years to actually do it. Mm. And I started in New York. So because I started out there, it was a bit easier as well because it's not the same scene as here. You can sort of like do it in private, really. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You can like get good in private. So that was, yeah. So that, and also out there, there's like more people are trying different stuff and it's just like a different vibe. Also, I'm not from there. So I think that helped. I think if I was, here, there would have been more things to kind of uh, m- like make me judge myself mm. and my friends judging me and me being worried about how I was going to appear. But out there, everyone was like so arty and shit. It was yeah. like, yeah, go, give it a go. So what were your thoughts on the UK scene when you came over here? You got an interesting perspective, I guess, of um, not well, starting I came, here. Yeah, I came out here. I came. I moved back here. I moved to New York in 2000. I moved back here in 2010. I was here for about a year and a half. And then I went back to New York. And so I guess when I came here, it was still quite early days in stand-up. So, I, d- I mean, personally, I prefer it out there. I can't lie. Mm, yeah, it's way I better. Just do. And what, what, way better? What, what made you say that? Um, because taste, isn't it? Taste. <laughs> the fucking standard out there. I, I, the, 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 
open when I go to when I've been to New York and my one time I'm going there and doing stand up and acting like and I know everything, but I think over there the culture around stand up and art in general is better. British people sneer at artsy stuff. Yeah, we're very especially like working. If you come from a working class background, it's meant to be like, what are you looking at that shit for? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, in New York, it's like it's, it, they don't have the drink culture. It's yeah. just it's just like we'll go see stand up. Do you That's know what enough. I think it is as well? Is that here people want to know why? Why are you doing that? Yes. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Why are you going to that gig? You're getting paid, no? Why are you going then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like and and if and if, even if you're inviting someone to something, why? Who's there? Why is am there free I going? Drinks? Why would I go and watch a gig? I don't know if it's going to be good or not. Yeah, we're just not that enthusiastic like that. Mm. I mean, there's things that I love about, you know, this country and being from here, but. I think for me at that time it was a great place to be. Is the UK start. bad vibes? I think it's bad vibes. Hundred percent. I think it's. I mean, I can appreciate it now coming bad back. Vibes. What the bad vibes? Yeah. No, I can. I can just appreciate that it's different. You know, I mean, I think anything that you're in for a long period of time, day in day out, gets fucking wearing. Like mm. at, a, at a point, I was ready to leave New York. I was like, this is doing my fucking head in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. someone would come and they'd be like, oh my god, I'm fucking loving it. I'm having the best time and like. I'd get really just, I'd get, I guess, flat about how actually exciting it was. But it wasn't exciting to me anymore. Because if everything's here, like, how you know what's really here? You don't know. You know what I mean? Mm. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, so now there's things that I appreciate about, I kind of, I kind of appreciate how self-deprecating we are. If you're here all the fucking time, that shit will wear you down. Grind you. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, we just, I don't know, man. I, we're definitely not a country that like wishes you well. No, fuck everyone. And we're not enthusiastic. Yeah. Like, that's what I miss about, that's what I miss about being in the States is like your little comedy crew or your your comedy people, even people that you just meet on, the, they'll come up to you and be like, great set. And they're just nice. Whether you bomb or not, they're just yeah. encouraging. Whereas we're like, prove yourself. Yeah. And then if you do good, you're like, you fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like a, it's like in an underdog until they actually start winning. And it's like, oh, we don't like this guy anymore. You know what? I yeah. literally, I saw this um, comic called, uh, oh, fuck. How can I? I can't fucking remember his name. Um, gay guy, Dane something. Dane Cook. Not no, Dane Cook. I said Dane, Dane Cook. Cook. What? Well, I, was, I was looking for a Dane. I, was, I nearly said Dane Baptiste. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know. What, British? <laughs> Dane, Dane something, yeah, British guy. Anyway, he's he's only been doing stand-up for about a year. I watched him and I was like, oh my God, you're great, right? And he gets off stage I and I was like, already. listen, I said, bruv, enjoy this year of everyone telling you how good you are yeah. because next year you ain't <laughs> getting that, mate. I was like, you ain't getting that. In, uh, enjoy this small little window. I had that for my first year of comedy and it fucked me up for the next four. Oh, is it? Yeah, I was, uh, I'm someone's son, so I got a leg up in the industry that way. And then I, I was 16 and I was killing five minute spots, like killing five yeah. and 10 spots. Uh, everyone was like, this was also back when like on TV, it was all straight white men. Right. So it was like, it would just be like, I'll be like, well, I'll be on that soon enough. Yeah. Like, they were like, uh, the baton is coming to yeah, you, yeah, Elliot. Yeah. And then the industry- you really fucked up, man. No, bro, the industry yeah. literally told me that. And then it like all went away. Like I, I fucked up 
the industry changed. Do you reckon it's got anything to do with drugs, though, mate? Do you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> that's 100%. Well, yeah, that's 100%. I you start off going, I was doing loads of drugs. I was getting yeah. mad. Then I was doing gigs. And then you're like, dude, the industry uh, just changed overnight, well, man. Well, yeah, it, 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 it did. <laughs> like, yeah. The industry was like, we don't want 18-year-old like coked-up retards. Right, in a tie-dye t-shirt <laughs> with a mushroom on it. And you're like, oh, man. The scene. The scene, bro. It just changed. It was like over for white straight <laughs> men. Yeah, Diversity, you know I mean? diversity, <laughs> diversity's gone too far. <laughs> no, no. I was great. The scene changed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't good. I wasn't a good act. I was, you know, I was just enthusiastic. I was young. I was moving in circles. I probably shouldn't have been moving in. I just in terms of like where I was, like stature and everything, and also these people are a lot further down the road than me. Right. So they, so, so you think they were congratulating you on your potential rather than your ability? Like they could see where this could go. I think these people are now some of like the most well-known comedians in the country. I think. Do I feel a name drop coming up? Are you no, no, up? no, 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 no. I wouldn't. Are you I wouldn't. I wouldn't, up, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, are you limbering up? I'm not going to say something nice but, about but I, them. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us after. I tea time. Yeah, I, I think that. The, the responsibility ultimately comes to me, but like one of the sides of show business is people, if you're hot and are doing well, will move around you a little bit. And then the minute you fuck up, they're quite happy to wash their hands with you. Right. I, Isn't it weird that you don't see that, right? You don't know, because you can't look at yourself objectively. Mm. Like I definitely went for a little moment where I was like, everyone's so nice. Yeah. Everyone's been so nice to me, because you know, because I'm a nice person. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't, you know, and then you clock, you're like, actually, some people are, they're social climbers. And they'll step on your heads until they get to the next spot and then to the next spot. And then and you'll be there like, I thought we were friends, man. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? In this industry, a lot of friendships are based on sort of, oh, you're good. Like, I first saw you, I was like, oh, I enjoy Elliot's jokes. I'll be friends with him. Yeah. But like, I don't, if Elliot wasn't funny to me, I don't know if I would want to be friends, regardless of whether oh, he's going to be big or whatever. I think it's like you have to be funny first and then I want to be your friend. But you're also probably doing... The pre the reason why you probably came across each other so regularly is because you were on the same level doing the same kind of gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like there's that moment where, you know, you go from open mics and then you go to like a certain gig and a certain... You know when you've sort of like moved up a bit mm. and you end up gigging with the same people. Yeah. That are exactly at like in and around your capabilities, mm. right? But to bring it back to modeling, like that must have been even more like that. Like, no, I want to hear about these these bigger comics fucking you over. <laughs> they didn't fuck me over. Don't be trying like, like to bring it back to modeling. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. He's trying to do Michael Parkinson yeah. no, yeah. technique. No, I just, I just I, whenever we bring a guest on, I try to be interested about the guest. But I want to talk about me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to talk about me for an hour. Um, no, they. Uh, it's it's like anything where. They, it, it wasn't as cutthroat as maybe I'm maybe alluding to. They were quite happy to go out with me and party and show me a bit of that comedian lifestyle and then kind of be like, oh, he's fucking up. And the people, I'm, uh, by the way, I've got a friendship group who I'm very close with in comedy, so if people think it's them, it's not those people. Right. It's when I was very early on, I started hanging out with the people who did the fucking, who do those, you know, like... 
the the gigs the the you know it's sort of more like soho theater crowd right. and all of that yeah. shit like uh, we're we're you know where every guy's woke and stuff and then you find out that he's probably like harassed one of the bar staff at the pleasant why is that always the way at the moment do you know what i mean because they got something to hide they yeah. got they go yeah, on but stage do you know what it's the same the other way where there's like a bunch of comics that are like leaning into this right wing stuff and i'm like but i've chatted to you off stage that's i don't like i'm not that i'm I'm not trying to minimise whatever the fuck it is that you're trying to do, but I feel like they're in such search for an identity that they're just willing to grab yeah. anything. And I'm like, yeah. but anyway, it's mad. Yeah, I'd, I think, you know, I kind of was hanging out with people like I didn't really belong because like I'm from South London. So sometimes you do things and people don't get it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's like a certain way you just move and act mm. that to people who are not from South London then do not understand it or not from London in general. I mean, do you know, do you know what? Because we spoke earlier, I know that you're not actually from South London, oh, are you? Fuck yeah, you're from West Croydon and you need to stop begging. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the big revelation. Of, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. know, Hold he's on. talking with his chest. Yeah. Hold he's on. Talking. You know, no, as a, as no, a Londoner. No. Shut up. As a Londoner, you know, we, we, as a South you know how we do things I'm from like, London. That's none of my bit of South London. I can't even see you, Elliot. I can't see you, bruv. It's because they, they, they don't what give us a tube. What did you say? You've got a tram. You know what? <laughs> a tram. A tram, bruv. That tram. Takes yeah, you round West Croydon, bruv. It takes you to Wimbledon. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> the, the, the Wimbledon. Anyway, back to modelling. Yeah, mod <laughs> but like, modelling. Modelling is interesting to me because it's like, how do you become a better model? Like, because if you look how you look, then you're just gonna look yeah, you how don't. you look. You can't. You can't. You, you can't, can't really. How do you progress up the modelling? You can't. You can't. You can't. You, li you literally <laughs> can't. That's what's kind of mad. Now you can, I think, because now surgery, like everyone can have little tweakments. Mm. But back when I was doing it. You literally, there was nothing you could do other than like not eat. Do you yeah, know what I mean? There was yeah. nothing. You just, they just had, the industry just had to decide this season, this is what we're looking for, which is fuckeries. And in some ways, it's also kind of amazing because mm. they're so fucking shallow that they would, they didn't kind of care like what class you were from. I mean, obviously there's racism in the fashion industry, but they also are like, you know what, black girls are in this season. And then yeah. next season they'll be like, it's all about East Asian girls. And like, they're so shallow that they're mm. kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's almost, almost- progressive. Almost, do you know what I mean? They'll yeah. be like, disability's in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy, it's crazy. So I, I like, there is actually nothing you can do. But what was good about it is I started, so I started at 20 and I moved to New York and I was friends with, people from all different backgrounds like one of my best friends was like you know her family are like um uh i i guess like like super super upper class in this country we would have never have crossed paths mm. but we ended up being best friends because the industry is the way it is like i could do a job and be more successful than her in this mm. job mm. as as shallow as yeah. it is right yeah. so i what was great is i got to have a group of friends from all different backgrounds now obviously what we had in common was we all like you know weighed about seven stone <laughs> and we had symmetrical faces but you know like it was kind of wild what how, how did you end up like what did you get scouted for it yeah you get found in a shopping mall 
Yeah, yeah. I got I used dragged, to walk I around got, Westfield I, trying to Is it? Yeah. I got scouted a few different times, <laughs> did you? Were you, were you trying to get scouted? Uh, yeah, trying to get scouted. <laughs> 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 How was your walk? How was your walk? I used to walk around, just, you know, walk around like fucking Starbucks and that. Just like, mm, you know what I mean? Did you have like, your milk cut in your yeah. hand? You're like, you're like, get to the end and then turn. Just lean against the wall, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Never, never happened. Oh, fuck. I can't believe I'm going to tell this story. Come on. Oh, when come I on. was 16, I totally got fleeced into going to a photo <laughs> shoot and just paying for photos because <laughs> I thought I was going to be a model. Uh, <laughs> 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 about so janky sports. I, I, so, so. got fleeced. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, wow. So what, what, how, how tall were you at uh, No, they were like, they were like to me, You to be fair, they did it well. They were like, they were generally the guy went, you're not going to be on the cover. The guy went, you're not going to be on the cover of Vogue. He was like, he was like, but if you were to do like a teenage like clothes things like that, he was like, maybe. Oh no no no! Paint it all for me. Where was you? Oh, but I went up London. They had like a whole little studio. And hold stuff on, hold on. Mom. Did you go? Did you choose it? Did you? Was that your destination? When you said you were scout. Come on. Said all right, all right. So one of my mates, uh, one of my mates was a really good-looking lad. Uh, she, she uh, no, I had a, a few friends who'd like done things like that. One of my mates got stuff sent in and was like, we ended up both just getting fleeced. But he like talked me into it, like, oh bro, you could do it, and like, we it can happen. So I was like, oh fucking yeah. And at sixteen, like, I just suddenly lost a load of weight and started getting attention from girls. So I suddenly thought I was really attractive because I'd gone from like no one paying attention to me. To like a couple of people paying attention to yeah, me. Yeah, hundred percent increase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the stocks. <laughs> it was like it was like IBM taking off. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like totally went up there, got fleeced, and st- sat there in their studio, and like, like, but like, oh, it's so cringy and How embarrassing. Did he pose anything provocative? And 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 could you could you? Really <laughs> yeah, right. It was for Epstein agency. <laughs> 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 no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. <laughs> no, hold on. If I w- went to Epstein Island, my story would be way better uh, than that. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I was taken to his house, innit? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. No way. I yeah. bet that was a hell of a party. I talk about it on um uh on my Apollo set. Fuck. Yeah. Did you I meet the big the big enchilada himself? Yeah. What was he like? Nancy. Really? Very. Fuck. Yeah. I was like, it was 9-11. It was, I was in New York when 9-11 happened. That's what I'm saying. I'm proper older than you. And you're like, oh, we go to the, we went to the same school. I was like, not at the same time, babe. Yeah. Not at the same time. <laughs> I don't even remember so, 9-11. So, of course you don't. Of course you don't. You were deep in Croydon, man. I knew you didn't get there until late. But we found out about that in like 2015. We they were only, like, have you heard? We were on 9-11. We're like, yo, the Berlin Wall's just come down. <laughs> What? <laughs> Listening to it on your wind up radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gentlemen, we have some bad news regarding the war. <laughs> Hitler has moved into Poland. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, so you were in New York on 9-11? Yeah, New York when 9-11 happened and um, uh, my the owner of my agency um, uh, called John Luke also... Uh, killed himself like just after Jeffrey Epstein. You know, there was another guy who hung himself in prison or killed himself in prison. He was the owner of my agency, right? So I, I knew the agency was weird. Like I'd, I'd, I, it, it, it seemed above board, but there was little, odd, and cause I started modeling late, do you know what I mean? I was a bit like, this is a bit booky, you know what I mean? Anyway, whatever, September the 11th happens. Someone from the agency comes up to us, me, us models are stranded in New York and they're like, 
a friend of the agency's got a private jet that can fly you girls out of New... Don't laugh, bruv. Sorry, the way you went when you were stranded in New York makes it sound like, oh, the victims were never in... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the pretty women couldn't get to where they wanted to go. To. Honestly, like, yeah. you don't understand. We were stranded. <laughs> we, were, we were in Manhattan, by the way. Okay? Oh, yeah, and it was Fashion Week. And the only <laughs> thing that was open, the only thing that... I'm not even going to lie yeah. There was a moment, yeah, where like we were all on the roof, not to minimise what was going on at, on September the 11th, <laughs> right? But we were all on the roof watching the Twin Towers burn. And like, I remember turning around to my mate and going, do you think Fashion Week's over? This one model called Elodie, she was a proper bonehead, man. She was like, well, I've got a request casting for Giorgio Armani. I'm going. And we were like, babe, it's not, <laughs> it's not happening. It, there's no point in going. And she went out and then she came back a couple of hours later covered in dust. And we were like, bitch. All flights are grounded. Well, surely my Giorgio Armani casting <laughs> still. Like, if, if that stops the terrorists of one. She was literally, we were like, yeah, we don't think it's happening. She went. It's a request. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because right, just before we turned, she left to... and then came back dust. We were like, "How, how was it?" I, I'm sorry for taking you on this standard. What was like seeing 9/11 live? Like, it must have been because uh, it it's was... a meme now, but it's pretty sad yeah. at the time. No, it was. It was. I didn't know it was a meme now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like... Our generation deals with. I think like uh, sort of Gen Z at that border of Gen Z millennial humor is like uh, we were raised during O. 08 and 9-11. Right. So the worldview is always a very dark one. So it, it whereas like people who were brought up in the 90s are like, oh my God, everything's fun. This is great. It's going to last forever. And we were like the Iraq war and uh, several financial crashes. Yeah. So the, the, the way of dealing with humor is a little bit more like 9-11 to our generation is a meme. It's like Titanic. It's, yeah. it's just, it's so horrific. But it's just a thing that we're like, oh yeah, we we. I guess when you're just so in 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 dated with information about it as well, it's mm. hard to process yeah. the actual. I'll be honest. Um, I, I remember watching it and thinking, like, I'm happy. I'm not, all I could think was like, well, I'm happy. I'm not from here. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I'd, and also around that, like, so I'm I'm 19 or, t- or 20 when that happens. There'd have been the whole 90s of action films. Yeah. So I felt a little bit numb to it. It kind of, the distance that it was and the way that it looked, I was in the East Village in Manhattan. So you could, I mean, you were watching it, you could see people jumping out the building, but it just seemed very like Fucking special hell. effects. Wow. It didn't seem real. And I was around all these people that were crying. And, and also, I'd, you know, like I'd grown up in Brixton, so I'd live through a few oh riots. same same thing no, yeah, no 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 but oh. i'm saying like as in like oh yeah when Jake, things... when footlocker got uh, uh, <laughs> when <laughs> <they> got raided <laughs> uh, these these, uh, these uh bankers jumping to their desk uh, that was like the time someone stole a pair of air max 90s <laughs> no but i'm saying like I, I mean like growing up in like i think that the early 90s we you, you when i say the rights you're probably thinking the one that happened in like whenever it was like t- 2011 no no yeah, no I'm my dad was got arrested in the, in, like, the early 90s as yeah. well and it was kind of it was wild man like it was it was it was kind of it was wild. And then I was on a bus when the nail bomb went off in Brixton a few years after. Like it was a, not not to say that it wasn't um, that it's comparable. Mm. But as far as like something big happening. Trauma. Yeah. It was like you kind of. And I think when you grow up in a, you know, in like, uh, I, you know, like 
I grew up in a violent household and all these things, it sort of compresses your emotions. So even when something big's ha happening, you sort of get quite flat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I probably just didn't, I, I, it just felt very surreal. I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm experiencing this, experiencing this moment. It felt like an out of body experience that I was watching. And I also didn't know anyone. Yeah, right. I didn't have like American family. So I, it just felt kind of like watching it on TV, if I'm honest. Yeah, I get that. Because whenever I've been to New York and you speak to people, even from like Boston, it's mad. Like everyone knows someone who died in 9-11, like sort yeah. of thing. Like everyone, or like is a degree of separation from like, I, oh yeah, I, I, you know, my mates, uh, fucking dad was in that or something, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it might have affected me more in some ways if I'd have watched it on TV. Do you know what I mean? Rather than watching it in person. Mm -hmm. Because I was there, I was very aware of exactly what was happening in real time. If that makes sense. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. You mean. So anyway, right? I imagine sleeping through 9-11, you're in New York and you just go out check the window and you're <laughs> like, what the fuck? I got woken up by a phone call. My, my, my agent called me and was like, are you all right? I, I, felt, I felt the like, bed tremble, tremble a little bit and she called me and was like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> she went, you know the Twin Towers? I was like, yeah, what else? And then I got up and all the models were in the apartment and I was like, hey. And then someone was like, hey. And we were like, and we all ran to the roof. Wow. But at, there was a moment when none of us knew what was going on. I got a call from England. Fuck That's it, how I knew. Crazy. And then so Jeffrey Epstein. Right. And then so I mean he never took a day off. I mean, he just saw the opportunity there. That dirty little blood yeah. blood, right? So so then someone from the agency is like, oh. It was oh. weird to do jokes about him when someone Because <laughs> 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 we've done so many bits about Epstein. Really? Yeah, it's sort of almost, almost like a reoccurring character on this show. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he's a concept to me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Reality. It's, it's, Fair. Like, it's like you've got horoscopes. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, just, you know, it's just like a concept here. Cool. But tell <laughs> so, us about so, um, so, right. meeting, meeting him. Um, well, I, I wouldn't say I... So basically someone was like, okay, we've got a friend of the agency who's got a private jet, but he wants to meet you first. And we were all like, okay, cool. So they got... Um, they took like probably six of us models. Mm. We went up to his house, but we didn't know it was him. Do you know what I mean? And we just got there. It was just weird, man. Like as soon as we walked in... I mean, it's weird because I say this as a set, but like if I take myself out of what that set is and actually really what it was like, it was like as soon as we walked into the um, place, it was massive as well. And in mm. New York, you don't see, especially in Manhattan, you don't see places that big. Do you know what I mean? We walked into the um, apartment and like, it. I mean, now I know that it's the biggest Kind apartment in, in yeah. yeah in New York but we didn't know that at the time it was most expensive at the time as maybe well, wasn't yeah. It? yeah so like it was just all this fucking weird artwork and that is what instinctively you just knew especially as a woman sometimes you can't put your finger on what it is but you just know your body just starts to go into like you know overdrive which I think now is you know when people sort of go like well you know some people are like believe all women and then some people are like no you need to have evidence and it's like it's really hard sometimes to explain to someone what an instinct is yeah. And what a feeling is, right? Like an instinct about someone that you don't really have any concrete evidence for. You're just like, yeah, no, I don't feel right around that person. It's, is it sometimes almost like you're like, they've got this because it's almost like a statement. Like he, I, I imagine someone like that would want people to feel weird walking into where he lives or want something I, like that. Do you know like, what? I don't get that. I didn't get that right. at all. I got that he's so comfortable with what he's doing 
that he doesn't have to feel any kind of way. There's no oh, nervousness. Right. There's no nothing. But anyway, we go up, we go up these stairs. There's all this like crazy artwork that was like noncy, right? We go into the front room and he's just sitting there, man, with his like man spreading like that with his big ass chin. And uh, he, pu- <laughs> he pulls like one of the girls onto his lap and like starts giving her this weird shoulder massage. Oh, it was okay. creepy, man. We were there for about 20 minutes and then we left and um, the person from the agency who took us was like, you know, do you want to get on the jet? And I was like, nah, man, I'm not. I'm staying in New York. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I have my, my friend, another model, a Croatian girl, um, she just learned how to play blackjack. So I was like, we can pretty much ride this out in Manhattan and just play cards and smoke weed. Do you know what I mean? But um, after I kind of, I didn't think about it too much. And then 2019, I went to Edinburgh and um, I just moved back here. I went and did the fringe and I just opened up a paper and I see a picture of him and I was like, oh my God, that's the guy. That's really? Yeah. Wow. And then I was like, this is fucking wild. Do you know wow. what I mean? Yeah, man. It was it was weird and it was quite it was weird at the time. Like you'd hear like all the names that are mentioned now, which I'm kind of I'm a little bit cautious to talk about in some ways. Do you know yeah, what you I don't mean? Want but fucking get squashed. <laughs> Most sad coming around, dude. They reckon yeah, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. But but like yeah, man, it was it was definitely weird times. And I'd say back then, like them guys were doing what the fuck they wanted. They weren't nervous. They weren't scared. Mm. They were like, we can do what we want. Yeah, and they, and they did, and they could. He he, it's insane the charge he got. I don't know how much I, like. I I used to be a massive conspiracy theorist because I used to smoke a lot of weed. So like, I still, but that that's the one that I still I've spoke about on this podcast so many times. The, the thing about that Epstein case that I can never understand. It got a bit of milk on your yeah. Jesus Christ. Trying to, trying to have a serious conversation about he's <laughs> 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 the one that I always am like. To me, the, 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 the killing himself stuff, all of that, whatever. Uh, there was a judge who was there to look into his finances. Yeah. Uh, a lone gunman turned up to her house, botched the assassination, accidentally killed her son, shot her husband. The husband lived, but he was there to kill her. The gunman then turned up dead, and they went, oh, he killed himself. He was one of those incels. And I'm like, how the fuck was that not international news? Like, why was that not on the front page of everything? That like the judge who is looking into who financed Jeffrey Epstein, because so many people like he wasn't a billionaire. So how was he affording like private island, Paris house? Like he had a lot of money. I think I think he knew a lot. Also, he had logbooks, right? So he knew uh, he got he knew everyone's dirt, mm. and that is priceless. Yeah. Well, Do you know what I mean? I think that's like that's absolutely priceless. That's what I think he was doing. What he was doing, and then what it is sort of alluded to is like intelligence agencies found out about it and were like, "We're going to let you continue what you're doing. Like you can continue doing it, but you're going to have to give us." some of the information no, you have on people. You don't think it's that no, at all? I don't all? think it's about intelligence agents, uh, agencies. I think it's like really rich, powerful, pe- powerful, powerful people at the top that are like, forget intelligence agencies. Like, you know, you are not going to be fucking with my money. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's that's what I think yeah, is kind of, you know what I mean? That's what I kind yeah. of think. That Magna Carta money, sort of like, you know, when people like, you know, when people, I can't remember who it is, but there was someone who in British society was like working class, came a billionaire and moved into like Knightsbridge, all of that stuff. And the way they would insult him, the joke was, was that he had to buy his furniture. His furniture wasn't handed down. 
Mm. He didn't have like from Tudor period. Right. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, you're still not one of us. You're, yeah, but, yeah, uh, but you're new money. It's, you're yeah, new money, but it's, yeah. It's, fu- it's, funny with, it's funny with how that works in this country because it's like you have to care, right? You have to care about the pyramids. Mm. If you don't care, then you don't fucking care, right? That's why there's all these like weird little rituals and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? And even like watching the coronation, like I don't like I watched it and I was like, at any point now, they're going to drink the baby blood like it's mm. coming. Do you know what I mean? Like, when are they going to bring up the naked virgin and like chuck her in? the mi- Because all of those rituals are to keep that pyramid alive. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it, it's funny that they're like that. Those kind of insults, like you had to buy your own furniture. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, obviously. What are your views obviously, on, I um, did. What are your views on money? Are you like? More on the hippie side, or you like just like let's chase the bag, let's get I think, it. I think I mean I've made a lot of money and I've spent a lot of money. I've mm. repeatedly wanged money, mm. like like if that was a job, I'd yeah. be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how to spend it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't grow up with money, yeah. so it's like I've been, I I don't probably respect it as much as I should, and because I had big lumps of it when I was younger, um, and then I've made it in different ways. Like I, you know, I made some serious money when I was modelling. You know, between like benevolence, coke, bags, family. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why when I say benevolence. Oh, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> like words, you're yeah. helping out things, and then sometimes you do little charity things or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? I was sort of like mixtapes, you know, and cousin. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mike is obsessed with a cousin of his. Who Listen, a cousin a has a, needs to make a mixtape. You got to fund it. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I, in fact, yeah, I did do stuff like that. When I did stuff like See? that, charities as well. But like, anyway, whatever. <laughs> Fuck <Fucked> it. <laughs> it. Is the is, is the point, right? And then made it again in different ways. Do you know what I mean? Then like, and then even recently, I started acting, made a bunch of money again, mm. and still managed. To fuck it <laughs> up. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> even at this age, like, I worked it out when I got my taxes. I like went through my accounts and I was like, I think I've spent like a hundred grand on brunch in two years. Like, like, I don't even do drugs like that now. It's not yeah, even like I'm like, rah, what have I spent it on? I was like, brunch. do you have an accountant? Like, yeah, of course. I got a money manager. He's just like, how? <laughs> Why? And I'm like, Brunch? And he's like, what? <laughs> Avocados so, are expensive, isn't it, isn't it, right? So I'm like, I'm like, uh, my, my relationship with with money is this. I think I think there's something special about when you see people with trust funds, right? And you kind of go, and uh, uh, you know, like how we're working class, and you see, it, it seems like only certain people get to do artistic things. Mm. And there's, well, I kind of realized part of that was like you kind of need to think like you've got a trust fund. That's what gives these kids the freedom to express themselves artistically, mm. where we're sort of a lot more repressed and or not even repressed. We have less access. We're restricted, right? Yeah. So I do think there's a bit of a thing where you kind of have to not give a fuck about it. The problem is money is not an issue when money is not an issue. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's easy to go, oh, I don't really care about money. It's like, yeah. Because you got it. And yeah. then as soon as you ain't got it, you're like, your brain is focused on other shit. Your imagination is not working the way it should be. Because you're like, boy, I kind of want to get meat in my sandwich. But like, I also, if I eat here, then I can do that. And if I do this, then I can do... It's, you're using a lot of fucking time. Brain power. And, yeah, yeah. So my relationship with money is this. I, I trust and know that I can make... Um, money in a multitude of ways. I also know that it's all a bit of a fucking game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I also have had windows into in, insane worlds where there is money and you're like, what? what is what is this? And it's like, you kind of have to not care about it a bit. The thing is, I'm 
the age I am, I don't have kids. Mm. I don't have anyone who's like really leaning on me. So yeah. I can sort of be a bit more philosophical about it. Yeah. I, I, and it's a privilege that I get to do that. Yeah. I watch a lot of Succession. You just see, um, it's so empty in it at that level. None of them seem happy at that level of having money. Super wealth though is a different. Yeah, thing, yeah, that's different, man. isn't it? It's a different what thing. What do they say after a hundred grand? It doesn't make really any difference. I, I think so. I think there's like a thing of a hundred like, grand yeah, of yeah. having money. No, no, no. no, it's like if you make over, if you if you go from if between fifty grand a year and a hundred grand a year. Now correct me if I'm wrong, right? But like roughly. There's not much difference in happiness. Right. And like past mm. past you making a hundred grand a year, a hundred grand to ten million pounds, the difference of it's happiness minor. is minuscule. But I always say all I need is twenty million. Um in it. Because yeah. like just twenty just literally if just I had twenty Right? If you was my age when when I was young, we used to go just one million. <laughs> but I had one million. Now one million couldn't do fuck I'm, all. If I'm twenty million, you're like, living the same quality of life as somebody on two billion. No, because really? Really, no, really. once, once you're going for a bit, it, like the, the, the drive you have to have to become a billionaire isn't just about money, it's about power. That, that like That's why billionaires, like they want to make social change. That's why when you look at Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, like none of them can just be billionaires. They've got to like now save the world. They've got to come up. It's like this, they, they're, they're, they come aware of their own mortality. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they are genuinely like, I want to save the world. I think they're aware that we're all watching and they're like to counteract the fucking, do you know what I mean? Like the really? baby skin shoes that they're wearing. They're like, no, the trees. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think there's something. So I think once you give nerds that level of money and they've gone, wow, I've bought a yacht and I fucked some women. I now must do something else. Because that's what is their like, like Elon Musk, his drive for a lot of it is like, I'll show it. Like if you ever see old photos of Elon Musk, he was like an ugly dweeb. And what's he now? And now he's trying to be a funny Ha ha, nerdy guy. Right. He's he's trying to like make up for whatever. Especially if you've been raised in money like he has, I think money doesn't mean money to us means a different thing. Especially when you're more from working class backgrounds, because it's like wow. Imagine going to the pub and just like whenever you tap your card, you know it's gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> like, gonna get crisp in every flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put them on the table yeah. and just be like, go on then. Yeah, it's just that's all it. That like that's why as well. Whenever you see like working class people. I think like earning money, you need to do it in like little increments. Like right. before you hit a million, you need to have had a year where you've earned like 70K, 100K, 150K. Because then if you have a year where you earn a million, especially in our job, you are not going to earn a million pounds the next year or probably the year after because yeah. you're going to have toured. And then that million can dwindle very quickly because you've not got a million because tax, agency, yeah. all the expenses of being on a tour like that, right. that's going to you can see how people go broke quickly when they've done that because then they suddenly buy like a £150,000 car and then, yeah. oh, I'll put like, I'll buy a million pound house and I'll put a 200 grand deposit on it and then suddenly they're like, hey, you've only got like another 100K left. Yeah, like, I mean, and everything's eaten into it. This is the it. thing, when you're, when you're brought up with money, you're taught about how to handle money from a young age. You know, you're at school and people are teaching you about like, investments and stocks and what to do with your trust fund and how to manage your money like i didn't i didn't have any of that when i got money i was like i got money yeah, yeah. it didn't matter whether i had 10 grand or 100 grand i was like i got money like I, I can do shit yeah. yeah what's money mean to you then what does it mean for me yeah well i'm i'm not comfortable but i'm a i got breathing space at the moment so. well, I'm, I'm not asking what your financial situation is mm -hmm. that's none of 
anyone's oh, business. No one's like, business. Nah, what? tell the podcast <laughs> down <laughs> to the pennies. <laughs> in it, in it, imagine if I was like, what's money mean to you? Like, actually, I'm doing fine. I've got some money in the nice. It's, uh, no, I just mean like... What but but it's it like you said, it's you? like you said, because you got that previous, but you can afford to be a bit more philosophical right. about it. So that's where I'm at now. It's like, I, I, it's not my driving force of mm. deciding to do stuff, but obviously like it is, is useful. And uh, it's the little things like you said of being able to go to a cafe and buy a little cake and a coffee mm. and do some writing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That that for me that's important. Do you know what I mean? That's what money provides. That that breathing space where I can continue to be creative. That is the most important thing yeah, to me. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So. But it's so weird. It's like to but to get to that place, you have to be comfortable with being broke. Yeah. For a big period of time. Being and broke, that's horrible, and that's like. the that's the burn of it. Being listen, being broke, being broke can get you being super creative you know like but it's it's yeah uh, we're making food yeah corned beef i i've been like omelets. expensive now though actually I, I, I don't i don't come from like exactly like poverty but I'm, i've been you on are a, from Croydon, yeah though. i know i've i come from uh like i've been on the road and had to like bunk a train from Doncaster Ooh. to York and not eat. Do you know what I mean? You're, like, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. and not your lack of money is more due to your dad's negligence. Yeah, 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 yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, like He's in ah, ah, where's all this money going? Ah, another divorce. <laughs> <laughs> a divorce and hats. That's <laughs> your dad loves the hat. Like, what would be the financial dream like where how do you think that you would be like your most comfortable and do you, and do because what i worry about right like I, when I, I just i did a job right and i had enough money that i could have bought somewhere and i didn't right Ooh. and i Good wonder luck. yeah and i wonder if part of it was because i've always i've always been driven by like a little bit of fear and I think there was a bit of me that was a bit like, but then what? Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I've always been like, and then when I get my house, and when I get my house, and when I get, and then it was like there, and I was like, no, you know. So I'm like, what does what what do you think that end game is? Like, what does it look like for well, you guys? Twenty million for, for me. If I was able just to own like a, a flat in Brixton, mm. which is expensive as fuck, yeah. But I was able. To, like, I'd never want to move from South London. I love South London. I understand it. I like the coffee shops. I like things like that. Also, I like everything about it. And then I can just go to jiu-jitsu and do stand-up and things like that. That would be, for my 30s to my 40s, fucking perfect. Mm. Like, I understand that when I'm a different age, I'm probably going to have different No spiritual goals. growth. Just nah, bro, because I don't <laughs> fuck what and what. Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu, coffee, and bitches, black. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and what, I'm going to, like, what do you mean spiritual growth? Of what? Oh, I come a fucking elephant or something. I don't know. What, like, what, like, do you what, know what I mean? What? Like, I come one of the, I can smoke DMT and then go like, oh, my God, it was amazing. I met all the elves. Like, I don't you need to do that. Like I, therapy or, you know. Yeah, but like I think I I've done like therapy before and that yeah all my childhood trauma and all of that I'm just very honest about it on stage anyway I'm just honest as who I am as a person I don't need to go there and pay some cunt to fucking cry <laughs> like it sounds like you do so, <laughs> I, I don't like I I. I'd, I'd, just it's, unpack that statement as a first no, session. That's breathe, <laughs> breathe, breathe. Listen, yeah, because you're getting me mad. <laughs> when I say I'm fine, <laughs> when I say I'm fine, <laughs> I mean it. 
before I start swinging it. <laughs> like jujitsu like, is like a therapy. Like I could go somewhere for an hour a day. I'm not thinking about other things. Yeah. I really enjoy being a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. especially at the minute. Right. I really like, I want to go out to New York. I, want, I like the way London is at the minute where there's all these gigs. I get to drop into Top Secret. That's like, I mean, I like, I just want a little bit more of like, I don't want to be 30 fucking living at my dad's mm-hmm. and then just moving it. How long it. you got? Oh, three years. Oh, that's all right, man. <laughs> three years. Oh, I got something. Yeah. Fuck. Where are, you, where are you? I live in Dagenham with my mum. That's all right, man. To be honest, though, right now the way the renting market is, if you're if you if you are by London or near or in kind of London, yeah, <laughs> and you can stay with your parent, yep. and also you have a passion, you have something that you're passionate about. It takes so I think there's so many times you meet people and they don't they don't have a thing. Like yeah. we're so lucky to have the thing that we're like. This is exciting for us. People like me at this age, I'm 42. Every now and again, I'll date a guy. And um, the worst thing that he can say to me is he'll be like, oh, I just, you know, I think I might change career. I'm like, bye, see you later. Because this is not like, if you don't know what you want to do by this point, if you're not not passionate about your job or even comfortable with it or have things that you are passionate about, like it takes, sometimes people don't, get that in their whole lifetime. So yeah, if you already yeah. know what that is, it's okay, I think, to stay with your mum and dad like little bitches. I tell people my mum lives with me. That's how I put it, man. No, do you know what it was, yeah? My, my missus, uh, mate. No, you got a girlfriend? Yeah. Bruv. <laughs> Where does she live? She lives in Brixton. She's part of the problem. Wait, does she, who, what, by, by herself? No, no, she's got four flatmates. Okay. Or three flatmates. She's a gentrifier. Five oh, minutes, oh, yeah, no, she, she's part of the, she moved to, I'll show you return. She was like, she moved to Brixton and did that thing people do when they first get to Brixton. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then like Brixton, if you're not from South London, it will wear you down. Like you walk out of that, that tube station. You know what? I couldn't live there now. It's so it's such a really? shame because I would love to. Like I, I think I would live in Clapham North if I could live anywhere because it's always kind of been like that. Like trust yeah. me, I used to bartend in Clapham in like the nineties, in the late nineties, and then it was all like Australian landscape gardeners. But it was still happening. There was still this like shift and change, and it was always a bit rah rah, mm. and it was always like a little yeah. bit, you know, like it's always kind of looked like that. Brixton. Oh my god! I went into this. Um, I went into. Is it like wings, tings, and fires or whatever? Wings and went, tings. Yeah, I went in there um, with my friends, uh, and I said to the waiter, "I said, oh, have you got mac and cheese?'" And he was like, "No, this is a Caribbean restaurant." And I was like, "Yeah, so, so you haven't got mac and cheese?" Yeah, and the way yeah. this guy dug me out, I had to chat to the manager. I was like, "This little," he goes, oh, "I don't know what your attitude is, but we don't have that on the menu." I was like. Brother, I swear to don't make me fucking do you mm. like I was ri- like I was fu- I was like yeah like I, and, and I looked around everyone in there is white fine whatever the place is no, it's not. now no it's but, not, it's, but you don't want to walk into a Caribbean place and just yeah, see but, a bunch yeah, but of white. do you know what do you know what to be honest as someone who grew up in Brixton why the fuck am I sitting in that place anyway when I know there's much other better places to go and over get the road. do you know what I'm saying yeah. so I was trying to seem culturally cool but <laughs> for saying to black but, people I know a joke chicken place sorry yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, but but um but but yeah so it's it's funny because I'm from there I don't think I could live there now yeah her, uh, the the reason I think she might have a problem and again is like the that just at Brixton High Street is madness. It's yeah, it's, it's like the mental health services have been cut. Brixton's always had the and it's 
it's just fucking craziness uh, on craziness. It's not as bad as when it was when I was a kid. Like, there's not as much like the gang shit around there is a lot more now. It just happens in the the estates. It doesn't like spill out as much. I remember when there was a shooting in McDonald's and things like that. Yeah. Like it was a lot more. So I think like when people move to London, they're sort of like they enjoy London for a little bit and then they get a bit like. Jesus fucking Christ! It's whereas when you're from London, you're just used to like the random acts of madness. Yeah, you're just like, oh yeah, that happens on the free free free. Like right. a crackhead got on the other day and was like, oh bro, do you mind if I borrow a tenner? And it was like, first of too all, high man, that's too high. Mm. And b what borrow? Like I'm gonna meet you here tomorrow. <laughs> I respect that. And you're gonna I respect that. I, I, nah, you gotta, no. go can, I, can I borrow a tenner? Borrow you know a tenner. I mean? Can I borrow a tenner? Borrow. borrow a tenner. And I think that that and I understand it like how that get when you know Brixton. But I, I love it there. I, I mean, think it's great. You know what's weird, right? Is because I like I'll say that about Brixton, but I lived in New York in the East Village and I was part of gentrification there. I moved there as a model, paid overpriced rent in an area where the locals were being displaced for people like myself. And then I will come back here and be like, fucking hell, it's changed in it. I don't like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just something that, I mean, I, I like, I will be annoyed by that, but also I've been part of the problem. But like, oh, sorry, go. No, no that's. But London, but like I was making this point to you earlier, like London is this thing, yeah, where everyone who moves to London then just does their own thing. So like you go, oh yeah, there's like a Ghanaian community. Like everyone just moves to London and makes it. Set. All the posh people are doing is moving they're doing the exact like, so same thing yeah, yeah they're doing the exact same thing they're moving in and then just doing what they wanted to do back there but in london yeah. and that's all london is is like this enclave everyone's like it's a melting pot and everyone goes, like yeah within a little bit of the reality but like most of the time you go past somewhere you're like i will never eat in that place yeah i, I wouldn't yeah. know what to order yeah like i, I don't know it's what like just a lot of pots on the stove i don't know if they're really blended though <laughs> Yeah, it's more it's more blended than than most places. Like yeah. it, like even in New York, you've got like New York is very multicultural, but they don't mix that much as mm. much as we do in this city. Actually, yeah. you know what I mean. The schools that they go to are very much like this is a Korean school, this is a um, a Dominican school, this is like you know what I mean. Like you, oh, people, we're here. Everyone kind of lives side side by side. Yeah. Although it's happening less and less, mm. but like really and truly. I think we'll see because like the privatization of like bigger states, that's gonna that's gonna change things. Yeah. You know, like you're not having people that are like, you know, in affordable housing. Like even on my friend's estate, like I go there now and there's like there's all of the, the people that are having brunch in Brixton and Clapham also live on this estate. They've right. bought those flats yeah, privately. No. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you're like, wow, this estate's gonna change. It's right across from the tube station. It's like, you know, it's great location blah 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 we got a bit got a bit serious no, we, we, we can do serious yeah, we can do serious when we need to i do have to go we should have probably done it through the 9 11 chat yeah. instead of like damn yeah. the fucking rent's a bit high we're <laughs> <laughs> all like oh what about brunch man? <laughs> <laughs> i mean i like brunch as much as the next person where uh, are you going i've got a mentor a kid oh Roger. yeah bro. yeah i do that oh I'm that's amazing can you just drop in that in the Listen. that's what jeffrey epstein was saying <laughs> <laughs> okay Wait, so you're Kids, whereabouts? It's um, near Baker Street. It's one of those schools that they've been kicked out of a uh, regular. Yeah. Uh, You're going to get robbed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's a good kid, isn't he? He's just like, he just doesn't listen. So, yeah. so. That's all right. How old Hopefully, is I can he? put him on the right path. How old is he? The, in, uh, he's 14. 14. All right. Yeah, yeah. 14's a. 14's he's a... just like, I was going to say some, it might be like 
not be allowed to give his information out. No, don't. But, um, no, he's just like, just a... Tr- he's a good kid, isn't he? He's a good kid, isn't he? Yeah. So I'm just going to go, you know, t- talk to him about what he wants to do in life. Yeah. Do you know what you should do? What? You should sign up to the Patreon for free pamphlets. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Look at that. that that's you, should, good. you should come to my Edinburgh Fringe show, love oh. it. Oh. Yeah. Get him to like cut up some flyers, yeah. be like, how about this? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? What do, what do you want to promote, Michelle? What, is, what, what has he got going on that people should know about BTEC? A uh, bit of this and that, I guess. If, what do I want to promote? Follow me on Instagram. Boom. Um, uh, if you want to watch um, My Love at the Apollo, that's on iPlayer. Um, if you want to watch uh, me acting, I just did a show called The Baby on yeah, HBO. Yeah, you get to talk about that. Um, yeah, baby. Um, uh, I do a podcast on BBC Sounds called Bang On It. You can listen to that. Laura. With great Laura Smith as well. Or you can, uh, yeah, or you can like follow me on TikTok. Boom. Bosh. The show's working. It's been BTEP Philosophers. Yeah. Episode 64 slash 65. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for coming. It's been a pleasure. Oh, that, was that was great. That was one of our better ones. Oh, yeah? Good. All right, I'm going to...